about three things, we were absolutely positive. First, this was a podcast about young adult fiction. Second, a part of us, and we didn't know how dominant that part was, loved these books. And third, we unconditionally and irrevocably hated them. Hi everyone, this is post-recording Chloe. My microphone was doing a thing for the first like couple of minutes of recording, so I'm sorry about the weird sounding audio for like two minutes. Hello everyone, I'm Chloe. And I'm Fran, and this is Breaking Down the UAE Saga, a podcast where two grown-ass women revisit their favourite young adult books with some new opinions and utter sarcasm. In this episode, we'll be revisiting Twilight Chapter 11. Obvious spoiler warning, if you haven't read the series, why are you here? I would like to say a huge thank you to Pop Doodles for our amazing artwork. Hello, Fran. Hello, Chloe. We're in Chapter 11. Isn't it exciting? <laughs> I don't know how we got this far. When did I we don't... get to Chapter 11? I don't know. It's all gone so quick. I just checked because our last editing notes on our Google document have been from the 27th of March. It's been a while that we're doing this now. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting. Um, so actually, like, the first the first couple of episodes, the kit was like, yeah, we're doing it. And that was whilst I was in my two weeks of being off work. And yeah. then when I went back to work, I was like, okay, here we go. This is when it when it falls apart. <laughs> and we're still going. I also, I'm pretty sure, you, no, you didn't see. You're not on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? I don't remember. I have a Twitter. I'm not really on there. Uh, Goblet of Wine. Did a little shout out to us. Say thank you, Goblet Aww. of Wine. And they also did a little shout out to our friends at mm, unbitten podcast i forgot for a second <laughs> so yay i love the fact that it's with both like from uh, you're not a uh, patron of goblet of wine but we're all in the goblet of wine chat group chat for patron i was just like oh look at us we're making podcasts because there's other people making other podcasts as well it's like you've just set everyone off <laughs> now everyone's just like yeah let's make a podcast how exciting! I think a lot of people have, have discovered podcasting during the quarantine because you just don't have anything else to do. Exactly. I mean, that's why we did it. We joked about it for a bit, but then we actually had some spare time. Yeah, exactly. We are three days away from the release of Midnight Sun. Yes! I mean, it's going to be out by the time that this episode is yeah. out, but... But at the time of recording, it's three days away. It's excited. Also, do you know what else? What I realised, I mean, it doesn't really go into any categories as well. This is the chapter where the Midnight Sun chapters ended from, you know, what we had so far. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know where it ended. Yeah, it ended here. I I think, unless I remember incorrectly, it was definitely chapter 11, but I think it literally ended on the one where it's like, you know, Bella, it's my turn tomorrow to ask you some questions. Yeah. Wow. It just all comes together, doesn't it? It really does. And then I was like, oh, because I've got it on pre-order. I think you do as well. Yeah, I do too. I'm just going to look at it. I'm going to have like a quick flick at it. Just like, just flick through the page. And then, yeah. And then I'll come to this with no knowledge. Exactly. No, I'm going to, I'm also thinking I'm going to like flick for it, but I'm going to listen to the audiobook because I also have that on, um, on, uh, because I always have that one on pre-order. I just forgot the word pre-order. Uh, <laughs> um, and Jacob L is reading it, who I love. So I will have to listen to that. But reading, I mean, I don't know how, how much I'm going to focus on the storyline, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> it's like any time I listen to any of Tom Hiddleston's audio books, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> no, I can't wait to have it. It's so bizarre. It's been so long. It's like so many years of waiting and it's finally going to be here. <laughs> yeah. So um, what did you think about chapter 11? Um, chapter 11 was a weird chapter for me, personally. Yeah. I think there was suddenly a lot of um, change in the character's behaviour, just it, in from all the other chapters, suddenly it's like, boom, okay, this is how the characters are in this one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got a, I don't think I've got a lot to talk about, I've just got um, 
like big notes again so it's not like hundreds of notes just a few like long ones yeah um, which is all quite quite a mixed range of uh of um <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> try that again i've got uh my points are a mixed range of categories so it's I think last time it was have very heavily critiques, whereas I think it's got a bit more of a mix this time, maybe. I don't know. We'll see when we start reading them. Yeah. Um, what was your opinion of chapter 11, Fran? I think it's quite a filler chapter mm-hmm. um, in between of, you know, what's been happening and then for them about to go on the Seattle trip. Yeah. I feel like it's literally just more a chapter of like, well, we have these two weekdays that we need to get through because it's not like Twilight I don't feel is very time jumpy because I feel like you have some books where it jumps like two days or three days or something yeah and Twilight doesn't really do that so I think it was just more like a filler chapter of having something there before the Seattle trip but I do agree that uh, there was a lot of behavior from characters that just don't act in the way they've been previously acting so it's interesting um yeah a quick rundown is basically of this chapter that just edward picks bella up um from home to drive her to school and then they're in school and they are talking and then he drives her back home and then the next day he picks her up again and drives her to school and they're talking in school and then he drives her home and they're talking and then she's home and then um (laughs) billy and jacob show up towards the end um, that's it. So it's like it's just full on like a filler chapter, in my opinion. It is. I feel like this chapter could have just been their trip. It could have been just like we went to school as usual for the next couple of days, and finally it was time for our trip. It could have just been that, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I'm just checking. I I've stupidly written. I write like just like P for plot and that next to all my things. Yeah. I can't bother to go find different coloured pens all the time. But this week, instead of writing them like the right way around, all the letters are the wrong way. They're like laying on them. That makes sense. So yeah. that a P is like a a, li- a horizontal line, and then the... well, I know what I'm doing. I just thought I'd make it fun for myself. <laughs> but <laughs> speaking of P's, um, my first plot point is uh, the comment that Mike made about how he looks at you like you're something to eat. <laughs> yes. And I know there's been like a couple of occasions where they've dropped little vampire hints before the reveal. And now the reveal's happened, now the it's happening from like other people saying stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I I liked that. I liked Mike's little like, he was gonna eat you. He's like, yeah, he is though. He's like, <laughs> he will. He might. Who knows? <laughs> um my next point was about her dream. Cause she says she's been dreaming of like for a while now she's been doing about him every night and then she said like the dream had changed this time and it was different and she had like the feeling of electricity she had but i just whilst reading it was thinking is the reason why she dreams about him so much because he's in her room and she can smell him maybe i never even thought of that maybe because like she says, he has quite like a like a strong like sweet smell. So maybe I completely forgot. He's just there chilling every night. <laughs> and I think he's been doing it since the beginning, hasn't he? So yes. like since she's been dreaming about him, I think it's not because. I mean, maybe it is just because of the way their relationship is like changing all the time, or is it just because she can just like smell him and it's just like gone into her like subconscious brain and made her dream about Edward? That would make so much sense. But it's also so creepy. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Edward, just stop it. Um, there are many plot points. I've got a couple of points. I don't know where they go. So if you yeah. if you come across them at any point, I'll, I'll add my input. Otherwise, I'll talk about it at the end. But they were my only plot points this week. I mean, what I've chatted about plot which I think you know could also go into a different category is um we learn a bit more about the vampire feeding process um about hunting because Bella previously asked Edward why she could not watch him hunt um which first of all it's just who wants to see that <laughs> like honestly 
um but then yeah we find out why she can't be there because it's a bit more of i don't know them having their senses take over instead of like their brains um yeah so leaving the part behind that keeps them from killing the whole school (laughs) so that was good to know yeah it was i don't understand (laughs) like if they just went out like as you would go hunting with a gun yeah say i could see why she might like could i tag along because although maybe she doesn't want to shoot an animal she could you know watch them or do it and just be quiet and watch and like you know sit down and have a peanut butter sandwich somewhere along the way but um that kind of hunting is a bit different <laughs> like you wouldn't just be like i know i'm gonna follow this lion whilst it tracks this zebra over here <laughs> i also find this lion very hot so <laughs> I that. forgot I was using lion and it's a lion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, that's kind of the only other plot point I have. Is that pink? Wait, let me check. No, that's okay. No, it's not plot point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and the other thing towards the end is that like Billy and Jacob showed up, and before they showed up, Edward says there is some kind of complications something like that I think yeah like yeah you just said there are some kind of complications um and then they show up which is kind of like the other hint of the whole werewolf vampire situation wow I thought this chapter was so boring yeah (laughs) do do I come across very bored (laughs) like I think that's the thing so instead of having a lot of notes that's why I've got like a few notes with a lot of things to talk about about that one particular point yeah um so yeah, that's basically my plot too. So there wasn't there wasn't any plot really in this chapter. No, I think it was just like hints stuff that happens later on. Yeah. So um, well, I'll roll on to my character development. Um, she's finally getting annoyed at him for listening into conversations, as yes. in like listening to everyone's thoughts and stuff. Uh, it's only taken eleven chapters. She, okay, so she didn't know for like a whole bunch of them. For the last like three chapters, I think she has known he can read minds. Yeah. And she's just, she even told him to tell her what Jessica was thinking in the chapter before this. She's like, oh, what's Jessica thinking? Tell me about it. And she's like, oh, you can't listen, Edward, which is why I'm like, there's such a sudden change. She's suddenly like, Edward, you can't. She's like, oh, you're listening again? Like, when did you have a problem with it? You didn't have a problem with it yet. So yeah, she hadn't previously shown an annoyance to his mind reading. And suddenly it's like, oh, you're doing this again. Yeah. It's, it's almost like there's... There was a planned, like an extra chapter that was planned somewhere where there was a transition between how the characters were in the last chapter and how they are in this chapter, but the book was too long so it just got like deleted and this weird like direct change has happened or it's just badly written, who knows? <laughs> who knows, yeah. Um, I also like how she suddenly now forgot what cars are. Yes! <laughs> Every other car, she's been like, this is this, this is this, this is this. And she's like, what car's Rosalie got? And I was like, you've known for every other car. You just, I mean, this is what you're supposed to have done from the beginning, to be fair. But I like how she said, I don't speak car and driver. And I'm like, yes, you do. We all know you do. <laughs> you've been doing it for 10 chapters. Um, oh, her favourite colour today is brown brown no one's favorite color is ever brown it's like brown is warm no yellow is warm orange is brown it's brown brown's poo <laughs> <laughs> like yes it's the color of chocolate but it still wouldn't be my favorite color i don't understand she's no. like my favorite color is brown oh it's the khaki skirt all over again <laughs> Um, and uh, the fact that her favourite gemstone depends on what colour eyes Edward has and what is that about? Like, Bella, seriously, like, just get some interest. Yeah. Like, there's got to... <sighs> At least if it was, she said, it's it's just topaz because that's, like, my favourite shade of Edward's eyes. But she was like, if you'd asked me the other name, it would have been Onyx. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Bella, like, sort yourself out. And what are even, you doing? She even said that before they met like she had a different 
Yeah. yeah I'm saying that she like <laughs> she's pathetic. <laughs> like I feel like everything she likes is just because of because of stuff Edward does and it's boring. Yeah. And I hate it. Um that's all the character development I have because the rest of, of my next points were relationships. Okay. Um, um, okay, I have th- I have three. Uh, so first of all is, I mean, it's character, it's not really a development, is it? But we just have this whole chapter we're pointing out again that Bella is clumsy. Just this whole chapter, like half of this chapter basically is just like reminding us that Bella is clumsy as if we could ever forget. Yeah. Because she is in sports and she is not doing well in sports. And it's been really emphasized on again. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then another character, it's also not really development, but towards Bella's character, I think you maybe you've put it into um, critiques, is she says that she felt really self-conscious having Edward ask her so many questions about her. Mm-hmm. Um and that she, yeah, like, she's really worried that she's boring him, even though he asks her the question, so he clearly wants to know. Yeah. Um, and this is something, again, that must lead back to some previous issues that she had, like something, like some kind of trauma or bullying, or I don't know what it is, but them, there is there is something about that, because um, I I know this because I... I deal with this too, where I feel like really self-conscious when I talk about myself or when someone asks me about myself or interests, I'm always like, why are they asking me? Do they really want to know? But that's because I have background stuff from when I was a kid that I deal with, that my brain still tries to cope with. But it's, yeah, it's like, I I just really like jumped out of me, jumped out to me because like I recognize this behavior from myself. But I know that I have a backstory. Yeah. And it's just, again, bringing back to what you said, it's like Bella just did not exist before she was written on this page. But apparently she, but like there are glimpses where she does, but it's annoying that it's not explained. Yeah. It just pisses me off more and more in every chapter. It's just, ah, I just, just give like a reason, just give me a reason for any of her behavior. Yeah, like, even if you would just mention, you know, just, like, the tiny sense of bullying at her last school, that would already be, like, satisfying in some way. Because, obviously, like, you don't have to explain everything. But it would explain some of her behaviour traits. So annoying. And also, my last character development is is, um, that Edward made a joke! Look at him, cracking jokes! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he doesn't have to just be stern all the time and just sit there soldiering. Exactly. He made a joke about not sleeping. You go, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> I generally like that though, because like you say, like he's always portrayed so like stern and serious and and then he just cracked a joke and I was like, oh wow. Look at him. It also like as um I can, that can lead into one of my relationship points was seeing their dynamic changing just for a minute where yeah. they were both, that joke was them like being more relaxed yes. around each other and it felt like two people having a conversation rather than someone who felt like someone else was more superior in the relationship because Bella yeah. is like that when she's talking to him like she's always thinking like what he might be thinking about her and just for a minute they just have like a nice bit of a chat yeah it was nice to see that between them um when (laughs) when they're sitting together when they're watching the video in biology class and they're just like both sitting with their fists like underneath their armpits and like trying not to look at each other and then kind of looking at each other that must have been the most awkward thing and anyone else in the room that looked over would have been just like what the hell (laughs) is going on over there (laughs) and it's i understand why he's doing it because you know she is food and yeah he's trying not to eat her it's like when i smell like bacon on the grill i'm like i don't want to go eat it straight away but it's not ready yet it's kind of half raw but it's bacon like i get the restraint (laughs) 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 
for her it's like me with making when i when or like when you bake cookies and it's annoying because we have to wait till they're kind of cool so we don't have to just burn our mouths exactly like you can smell it like i want to put it in my mouth but you can't um so i get that and then hers is because she doesn't want to touch him i'm just like how (laughs) what because you should never feel that compelled to touch someone that you've got to shove your fists into your armpits yeah what is wrong with you (laughs) Oh, I do have something to um, add on to that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for some psychology talk? Yes, please bring on the psych. Yes. Because at one point she said they're kind of sitting almost completely similar. I mean, I think it was the second time they were sitting and watching a film and being all clenched up <laughs> where she mentioned something about like that they're, that they're sitting really similar yeah like almost mirroring each other and that's one of my favorite things to talk about are mirror neurons yeah which i don't know you might have heard of already but it's kind of for for people who haven't it's um it's a thing that happens where you mirror how someone else sits or acts or behaves um and that usually happens with close friends and family um it's kind of like a I'd say it's kind of, it kind of provides sympathy and understanding and just kind of like being on the same wavelength mm-hmm. um, can also be used to manipulate people. Because for example, when you're having a talk with your boss about something and you kind of mirror his like sitting and how, how they hold themselves, mm-hmm. um, it comes across very positive to the other person. And like, usually you don't even notice it, but if you just pay attention when you're around with your friends and after a while and you just have a look how you're all sitting or talking or holding yourself, it's usually either very similar or basically the same, which yeah. I find is just really funny. It's kind of like the hard mind thing that we still have in some way. So I like that because I love that theory. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice because obviously like if we're talking about different body language, they're, they're both mirroring quite, I think it's when they're doing quite closed body language anyway. So it'd be nice to see if they mirror each other when they're being more like open body language. I can imagine. Um, I mean, I don't know how it's in the book, but I remember, do you know in the film when they were in the last one, I think, or I don't know when, when they were, when they were visiting Renee, Mm-hmm. Um, and she said they're kind of like almost one and the same person. The way they're like leaning into each other is very yeah. sync. So I could imagine they do. But yeah, like you said, <laughs> it's still really odd. Like I'm just sitting there and be like, no, don't look at him. Don't look at him. And he probably just stares at her the whole time. <laughs> but like I said, he is thinking, don't eat her, don't eat her, don't eat her. And she's like, don't touch him, don't touch him, don't touch him. And it's just so weird. I would so much. pay Stephanie Mayer so much money to write Twilight from the point of view of just a random classmate. <laughs> from Steve. Yeah, just Steve that sits in the back row and just every day and, and just like, what the fuck's happening? It all starts on the first day of school and Steve tries to talk to Bella and she just walks past him and he was like, well, she's rude. And then decides that he doesn't like her and he's not going to try and spend any time with her or get to know her because she was so rude. And then we just get all from there. And Bella doesn't even remember him. And like in gym class, he's just like, I swear she's putting this on. No one is that clumsy. And he's like, Derek, no one's this clumsy, are they? And Derek is like, no. <laughs> And then Steve sits in there, sits behind them in um, biology and just watches the whole thing. He's like, what the fuck's that issue? He's like messaging Derek, just like, I think they either want to have sex or kill each other. <laughs> but it's really awkward to watch. Can someone please write that? I'd love a Twilight version. <laughs> From Steve's perspective. <laughs> No, there are just some books out there where I'm like, it would just be great to have this from the point of view of just this random person that goes to school with them and has absolutely no idea about anything that's happening. Steve's just sending picture messages to Derek. Like, <laughs> oh, I have another weird um, relationship thing that just made me go a bit like, oh. Mm-hmm. Is when he keeps 
bringing her to sports that he like he keeps stroking her cheek or whatever it is but he always looks so pained first which i mean obviously makes sense because he's like mm-hmm. i want to touch her but just don't eat her but then also i feel like if you if you're just with a guy and they just look like so pained at you like <laughs> they're just they're just full of pain and then they just stroke your cheek i'd be like what's happening <laughs> it's just that scene in my head i was like that's just weird <laughs> um i have a point about mike yes uh why is he so bothered about what's going on with Bella and edward if he likes jessica hmm. because he was in the last chapter he came over and was like oh you went away and he did some stuff and she was like oh he's gonna ask about edward turning up and us going on a date and he's like what did jessica say about me like oh and she's like oh i'm so glad he's into jessica and he's been like quite like pro jessica yeah until literally right now and now he's like i don't i don't like you and edward together i don't like it it's not okay you shouldn't be with him or anyone be with me but it's like it's none of his business he likes jessica why does he care what bella's doing I think maybe it's just a bit like he actually more, like that he likes Bella more, but because she doesn't show any interest, he's kind of like, well, I guess I'll do Jessica now. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes you a dick, Mike, just so you know. Um, But um, also that um, I have one note. I I mean it's not really a relationship thing but it just makes me want to know what Mike is thinking because when when um Edward kind of has this comment about oh like Mike's getting on my nerves now when yeah. Mike walked past so he must have like thought something and I just really want to hear Mike's thoughts <laughs> I imagine yeah. him like being so rude in his head where it's like ah fucking Cullen with his fucking Volvo <laughs> hitting on my girl <laughs> oh poor Jessica Mike yeah. like her properly um, I think I think that is all of my relationships mm. right, I have one last one yeah uh, about Bella and Charlie again because mm-hmm. don't we love to talk about that is Bella when she was at home uh, with Charlie she had this whole thing of like I bet Charlie's forgotten about my Seattle trip like how dare he and then he has not forgotten it and yeah. he mentions it and then she was like how dare he mention the Seattle trip like I was like Bella make up your mind do you want your father to care about you do you not want your father to care about you but stop like going back and forth with it like, yeah stop being pissed like she's got such double standards like first she's pissed because she thinks he might not remember and then she's pissed that he remembers and is worried about her because Bella, you're fucking 17 and you're heading into a big city. Every parent that gives a crap about their children would be worried. Yeah. Oh, she cuts <laughs> my nerves. Back off of Charlie, okay? <laughs> if, you, if there is no backstory why Charlie's been a shitty dad, then lay off Charlie. Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay, that was my last uh, relationship one. Um, Most okay, of my okay. others are um, critiques and stuff. So I have one editorial. Oh, um, which is the description of Billy Black. There's nothing wrong with it until she says his cheeks are on his shoulder. <laughs> I, I don't even remember that <laughs> because I know she means like he's all like like droopy like yeah like in, like like uh like as people get older they just start like sagging yeah. a bit um but she says cheeks were on his shoulders and i was like so is it like he's really or like is he really hunched up like is his shoulders really hunched or is his cheeks just really droopy i just <laughs> i feel like that could have just been a better way to describe how billy looked yeah there was nothing there was no other issue with the cheek but Can we we just have a second that basically the werewolves are the only people of colour in this book and terrible people (laughs) and their surname is black. It's (sighs) I was talking I was literally talking about this earlier. 
say that yeah the only people of color in the whole book is the Krillet tribe yeah and they are also the only people that have issues with their anger and self-control yeah because racism did you see the thing talking about when the director asked to have more people of color to show yeah yeah i saw that and the only person who could be black was laurent because he was a bad guy so uh i'll just move on to my first critique yes my editorials um why was the room so dark when they were watching tv because they said the teacher they in biology he was like here's the television he turned the lights out and it was pitch black but it wasn't nighttime. Maybe so, they have some like, like what what they're called the the blinds, blinds. <laughs> but maybe they have some blinds in class because we used to have them, but they didn't say that they would put the blinds down. Exactly, and you wouldn't have just started class with the blinds down, surely. No, I just it's a strange, and then it, it's a strange. It was just a <laughs> bit strange, and. Uh, also, when the TV came on, there was only like a tiny, tiny bit of light. How dark was the television screen? <laughs> the, so the room was pitch black and just a little bit of light was coming out of the TV. Like, who did those settings? <laughs> Maybe Bella just needs some glasses. Maybe. Um, my next thing is a quote by Stupid Bella. And she's like, I looked away before I could start hyperventilating. You're not hyperventilating over a boy. Just stop it. On like, on that point, <laughs> there was a bit where she said she just ran, like to just stop breathing because she was so mesmerized by him. Yeah. Like, have you ever just stopped breathing because no. of something you looked at? No, because it's a bodily function. That your body likes to do so you don't die. So you wouldn't, your body wouldn't just be like, yeah, let's just stop that now without being in like a, I don't know, panic mode or something where your body is like not having it. But like you wouldn't just look at something and then just stop breathing and notice that you only stop breathing because you're about to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I can understand if she gasped. Yeah. Like, <gasps> yeah. You know. That's fine. Being like, wow, he's so beautiful. I've done that. I've seen really some some beautiful stuff and been like, wow. <laughs> yeah, or like your breath changes, but you don't just stop breathing because like, you look at someone. And you don't just stop breathing for like a few minutes. Yeah. Because it takes a few minutes for you to pass out. Yeah. Not breathing. <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's such a sorry it's such a YA book thing because it's always like oh I released a breath that I didn't notice I was holding I'm like you don't do that in real life because you don't think about breathing unless you think about it I mean you can for like a second sometimes if you're caught off guard be like yeah like you gasp and you don't breathe out straight away and then you're like but you don't you don't hold it for a long time yeah it's always like a five minute breath holding book <laughs> yeah exactly um stop it i am getting really bored of his driving because bella has already said she doesn't like the way he drives so she has asked him several times to just like slow down she doesn't say anything in this chapter but she doesn't like the way he drives and he's not adjusted that and as much as he is like i've got this ability to read minds so i will never have an accident if he really cared so much about her, there should still be that part of him that's like, but I could have an accident and she wouldn't survive it. If he was driving over a hundred miles an hour and crashed, she would die. Yeah. And he would survive because he's a vampire. And if he cared, he wouldn't, he wouldn't drive like that. And it's getting really annoying listening to him, um, reading him driving that way. Um, <sighs> it's another quote again. <laughs> I right where is it it must be a hard thing to be a father living in fear that your daughter would meet a boy she liked but also having to worry if she didn't I've never facepalmed so hard whilst yeah. reading a book yes like if she said it must be so hard to be a father worrying about your daughter's safety 
fair enough. It's hard as a parent to worry about your child's safety. But I honestly don't think... If, and if you are a father, and your biggest thing that you always worry about is if she gets a boyfriend, I'll be pretty annoyed because she's got a boyfriend. But if she doesn't get a boyfriend, I'll also be annoyed because she doesn't have a boyfriend. If that is your like main concern as being a father, you should not be a father. Yeah. I also find it's such a weird thing that keeps showing up in YA books is that, that dads and books have this massive issue of their kids starting to date, like particularly if they have daughters. Where I'm like, I get that there are, you know, fathers out there in real life who are a bit like, well, she's my princess. Like, I want someone to treat her right. But you wouldn't be someone... I, I don't think most of the dads are like, well, she's not allowed to look at a boy or touch a boy or talk to a boy. Like, I don't know. It's, I feel like, I think, because I feel like the dads in books are all, almost always like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that there are some dads out there in real life, but it's just, I, I don't think that that sentence is like every dad's top worry. Like you said, if it's, that your daughter is safe or that your child is safe that's something different but not like oh i'm annoyed if she likes someone but i'm also annoyed if she doesn't like that's just dumb yeah i mean i've known quite a few like people's dads in my time or met or like sent on social media dads and the way they they talk like that about their children yeah. and you're just like what are you doing and the trouble is is if that was your dad that's how you perceive dads to be so then if you write a character that's a dad, you see that you'll write your own dad because that's just what dads are. Yeah. Like if I wrote a book, there wouldn't be one. He'd have just disappeared because he didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe... Yay, Stephanie- kind of trauma! <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe Stephanie's dad was one of those people that's like oh no one's good enough for my baby girl and all that you know i mean they were mormon so probably yeah so that's probably why charlie is the way he is i think it'll be an it's an interesting study to look at um authors relationships to their fathers and then the fathers written in books that they write to see yeah. if it matches up um uh-huh. it's a small point that contains two points one, why are both their days they have at school exactly the same lessons? Because I never had a day like that where I had the same lesson one day and then the exact same set of lessons the next day. Yeah. And two, why for the last two days in biology they just watch videos for the whole lesson? I mean, that first question, I didn't have an answer. Second question, we might have an answer if we'd know what that video was about. If it was like a two-part documentary series about something, but because Bella didn't pay attention because she only paid attention to Edward, we will never know. Because when I was at school, you'd have Steve like... Steve could tell us. <laughs> Steve, Steve could from tell the row behind us. <laughs> behind them could tell us. <laughs> Steve was like, there is a pop quiz on Monday morning about this video. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they not paying attention? <laughs> Steve's my new favourite character. Because um, <laughs> um, we'd watch videos in class sometimes at school. Yeah. And it might be like a little 30-minute video, maybe a 40-minute video. And then afterwards, there would be some like written work based on what we were watching, or there'd be a discussion based on what we were watching. But there, from what it is described as, a teacher walked in the room, turned the lights off, and pressed play on a video without saying a word. And then just turned off at the end of class and they all left and he didn't say a word. Yeah. And no teacher has ever done that. <laughs> he didn't even take a register. I mean, I he guess probably he probably... Took a register, she didn't listen. Yeah, I was like, I think he probably did all of that, but she just didn't pay attention. Like, he was like, Bella, and Steve was like, she's here, she's just not listening to you. <laughs> Texting Derek to say, oh my God, she's not even called her name for register. <laughs> and going back to what you were saying earlier about him touching her, the first time he touches her pretty normally, but the second time he uses the back of his hand to touch from the, her temple down her cheek, and it just is so creepy and weird. Did you also, when you've read it, did you, and did you also have to do it, like just be like? And then said to myself, "That's not even normal." I've never, <laughs> like, I, I keep doing it to myself, and it just doesn't feel natural. I'll ask Ben to do it because maybe if someone else's hand does it, you go, "Oh yeah." I don't know, just, it just, like I'm touching my own face to decide how, but the back of the hand just seems a bit weird. 
and every time she describes his hands, they make me feel a bit sick. They're like these long, spindly, like super white, translucent, rank fingers all over her face. <laughs> Um, when uh, he says uh, he's like it's twilight he murmured she asked for the time and his response was it's twilight and that's okay cool like you've managed to fit the title of the book in again again time twilight's mentioned but that's not a time of day so that wasn't helpful at all oh what time is it oh twilight no but credit like oh it's woken up what time is it dawn what (laughs) Give it a time. Like, just after dawn. What time is it? Just after midday. Like if it, that's how everyone did the time. We just stated if it was before or after a certain time of the day. Just say the time. You could have just been like seven o'clock. We could have, but it's not as mysterious and vampire ish. Um that's all my points apart from the couple that I didn't really know where they really went okay i have <coughs> some three mm-hmm. i've got three more i have first of all i also feel people in the school just need some hobbies or bella just makes everything a more of a big deal than it is which also would make sense is because she said oh when she went into class with edward everyone was watching i'm like over yourself i don't think that everyone is that interested like i mean maybe at the first time they were all being like why is cullen hanging out with her yeah but like everyone would have definitely looked when they walked in together for sure yeah. but it, but it sounds like, like they will come in and everyone would just be like oh, oh my god <laughs> like, <laughs> like regina and mean girls like regina did this so i did that too it's kind of like Steve's like, Derek, why is no one looking at me like that when I walk into the room? <laughs> She's not even that interesting. She doesn't even have a hobby. Yeah, it just sounds like everyone in the school, it's just like, you know, like they're walking down the hall and everyone just stops and stares. That's, I feel like, how it's described. Where I'm like, probably, people did probably think like, oh, like, why is that random weirdo who's never spoken to anyone now hanging out with this new girl who's also a random weirdo who never talks to anyone? Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it literally sounds like everyone's just stopping in their tracks and it's like, what? Yeah. So that. Mm-hmm. And then um, the word handicapped was used again um, in a way that's not appropriate. It is though, because it's uh, sporting. You use handicapped in sports. But it, it sounds like, isn't it? I know with like the handicap thing, but... I feel like it sounded like he is handicapped with her. Wasn't it like that? Um, I didn't uh, read it as like a sporting thing. I think, let me just double check. Yeah, let's have a look. Let's have a look. I I do know that the word handicap is used in sports. Factors of assigning advantage through scoring, compensation, or other advantage given different contests for equalizing the chances of winning. So that's then not what it meant in this book. I think that she thought she was using this. Correctly. Yeah, I think she's heard it being used in sport and thought it meant that being handicapped and things was a disadvantage. So I think she's just misunderstood what's been said when she's heard sports. Maybe, because I also first thought that she meant like the sports handicap, which is like that playing to an advantage from what I know. I don't know anything about sports. Your points get changed so that it's like, makes the playing field fair, I think. Yeah, something like that. I have no idea. Um, But in how it was described from how I understood it, how it was described in the book was that she was hindering him from being like playing to the best of his ability because she was his handicap, more or less. Yeah, I... So I, I was like, no, no, just... If you're not sure, then just don't use it. Like, just don't use that word at all. Because yeah. like, I read that a couple of times, and I took away from it that I think she just has heard it being used in sports, thinks it's a disadvantage, and then applied that into her sentence, being like, oh, I'm the reason he's handicapped. 
I just didn't really think of the usage of the word. But you know what always bothers me about stuff with that? It's like it's not just her writing and going to the publisher and like just print this. Mm-hmm. Like there are people reading through it repeatedly different people reading for it repeatedly before it gets published it's like with films you know like when there's just like a really dumb thing in a film and you're just like people have written this people have reviewed that <laughs> like how i think it was also a time when like a lot of like ya fiction was being pumped out at once so i think there was like um there wasn't as much analyzing of the text it was kind of just reading to make sure it read okay the story and then getting it out because it was yeah I, th- I think quite a lot of books were coming out about the same time so it was just a rush to get everything out or maybe they also just read through the books like where's the romance <laughs> i want to get from to the to the romance <laughs> i want to have a look in the german translation which i mean i don't have with me but next time i have it somewhere i want to have a look how they translated that because i'm curious now um anyways one last thing um that i have is why are they still sneaking around charlie i still hold on to my belief that if they would have included charlie and like be honest and open to him about their friendship which it was at the beginning um more or less i don't know um he would have been fine with it i think he would have been fine with it but because they're sneaking around so much and then Bella almost dies then obviously he's not that thrilled about Edward anymore but I still think if they would have just been like you know if Bella would have just gone like hey Charlie you know Edward where we've met in school getting along really well let's have him over for dinner (laughs) I don't know I bet Charlie would have like loved that it's like can Carlo come (laughs) That's a thing that I don't understand why she didn't just say, she didn't even have to mention Edward to begin with. She was a bit nervous about how he would react because she doesn't know him very well, clearly, because they've spent a lot of time apart. Although she's been there like a few months a year, she clearly doesn't know him very well. Yeah. Um, or have like, feel like she knows him that well, feel like she has an ex, like she has a bad relationship with her mum. So she was concerned how he would react because she'd like overthought it on her head. She could have just said, I've started making friends with the Cullens. Yeah. And just started judging his opinion on that. And they're maybe saying, like, oh, I was thinking about hanging out with the Cullens this weekend. Even if she specified that it's Edward, but she could easily just say the Cullens and it's like slowly introduce them and be like, oh, I'm gonna, now I'm going to spend some time with Edward. I think if she was really worried about his reaction, why didn't she just start with, I'm making friends, I start making friends with the Cullens? Yeah. Stupid. I think he would have been fine. He would have been loving it. Yeah, that was... Um, that was everything. Um, I just have two points, but I, I wasn't 100% sure where to put them. Yes. One was that uh, Bella was so excited to see Edward, she didn't lock the door. She shut it and didn't lock her front door. Like, And it's a small town, I'm sure it's like, maybe it hasn't got like a high crime level where she would worry about it too much, but... I well, I feel uncomfortable that door was unlocked all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to check my own door like twice before I leave. Even if I'm really excited to be going somewhere, I've got to check the doors are locked. Oh yeah, I do too. Um, and then my other point is because you could take this very differently. Um, it's it's another quote. Um, how ghastly it would be. I thought shuddering if Charlie had even the slightest inkling of exactly what I did like. You could genuinely apply that to LGBT. Yeah. And then I was, like, part of me was just, like, it, it just sounds like a kid who's struggling coming out to a parent. Yeah. I know it's it's because he's a vampire. She's just referring to the fact that he's a vampire, but it could very easily be Bella just being, like, I like girls. Maybe she just likes all people. She's a massive bisexual. Who knows? But... Who knows? It's just the way it said it, and I was just like, that's so easily applied to someone. Like, there would have been people reading this book, reading that, and applying it to themselves, not because they liked vampires, but because they're LGBTQ+. And I liked it. 
back a little bit in there but it would have just sparked something in young readers and not a bad spark for once because normally things in this are like they're just terrible things people shouldn't think and it's sad that if you're reading that and it sparks something in you and you relate to that because that probably means that you're concerned that if you came out your parents wouldn't accept you which is a horrible thing but you know it's not as horrible as the other things that are normally in this book that might spark <laughs> like self-harming to get boys to like you um and i think that's all my point well i mean in this chapter we learned that um stephanie may needs to learn more about sports yes and um <laughs> that edward can make jokes and that someone needs to write a book about steve please write about steve and his best friend derek please <laughs> bitching about Bella and Edward all the time from now on whenever I read the chapter I'm gonna think of Steve and then when we get back into the podcast I'm like well Steve's opinion this week <laughs> oh it would just be so perfect to have this just random school guy so that's before we we close up we are like now talking about things we can actually put on our Patreon page and um, we are thinking at the end of reading the book of doing a audio commentary thing for twilight you get over the film there. yeah the film we're not just gonna one of us is gonna read the book whilst the other one says stuff about it um and we'll just put minute markers in so you guys know where to play stuff um and some other fun stuff like that we also really want to do a video episode once we've got our twilight cosplay sorted out because why not it'll still be the same content as in the podcast but you can see us <laughs> we'll be dressed up <laughs> Yay. you can watch the constant hand gestures and the amount of times i wave my book around when i get annoyed <laughs> uh you can find links to that on our social media if you're interested and if you're not fair enough i think that rounds everything up for this week i'd like to say a special thank you to basil for our cover artwork you can find him on instagram at pop doodles you can find us on Instagram at breakingdown underscore podcast or email us at breakingdown.podcast at gmail.com. Our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and our outro music is by Silent Sight. And remember guys, it's not the end, it's the beginning. I can't form sentences today.